0: And I too am recording us Okay Do we have an intro? Um What is our podcast name again? What's,
1: <laughs> what's going on With Addie and Diego
0: <laughs> So welcome back to the first episode I guess technically this is the second episode Of What's Going On We just came up with the name of our podcast <laughs> um, So last week, Karch, we recorded with mikey and now we're recording (laughs) um and that is our special guest karch and then addy is going to go ahead addy is going to go ahead and say your your last name
1: oh interesting (laughs) matt match
2: perfect yeah oh
1: wow (laughs) look at that (laughs) was that actually
2: right first try unbelievable no one's ever done that before
1: Oh, wow. Look at me.
2: <laughs> no, that's, that's entirely <laughs> incorrect. I apologize. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> All
0: right. I'm going to pretend like I remember it and say it's Mateni.
2: Yeah. Mateni. Mateni. <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. That was
1: my next guess. Yep. So, Karch, uh,
0: many years ago, many moons ago, as they say, um, we went on a road trip together. Oh, yeah.
2: That's and crazy. then after
0: that, I decided to never speak to you ever again. <laughs> I,
2: you know, if I would have known me during that time, I would have made the same damn decision. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, I did not talk to you by choice. It was mostly a, <laughs> a, our long distance relationship didn't work. It's yep. just <laughs> yep. long distance doesn't work. That's just that's what it came down. to. So I am told. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Karch went to App State, and then. We are over here in Raleigh, in, at NC State, and then Cart said, "I am the man," and went to UNC to become a doctor. And how is that going?
2: That's it's crazy, dude. Being learning to be a doctor is, I would say, the greatest privilege of my life and the most fucked up thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Why do you say nice. that?
2: Nice. <laughs> well, so you like? I mean. When you think about it, like there's millions of researchers around the world all the time doing medical research, and you like we are being taught to be armed with those tools to like make people's lives better. and when you think about like the human endeavor and the human enterprise on like a large scale, that's a really powerful thing. like we society trusts us more than it trusts a lot of people to to make large-scale improvements in people's lives. Um, and I would say that's yeah. really. That's really, really cool. Um, but like throughout the course of medical education, you learn that the history of said enterprise <laughs> has not always been so noble. Um, in the sense that like every tenth disease we learn was named after a Nazi and is like trying to be renamed right now. Like Wegner's granulomatosis, for example, like Wegner was a Nazi, and so they're trying to change that name right now, and that's, there's a lot of diseases that are like that, and so, um, that's one thing you learn about the history of racism and sexism and, and LGBTQ rights throughout medicine, and...
1: That's crazy, that's so cool.
2: Yeah, 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 it's, it's very cool, but it's it's sometimes disheartening. Um, Sure, yeah. But hopefully... Hopefully, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Hopefully, we continue to do so. I would say.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is insane. Would you say it's because, like, um, they just discovered a lot of things during that Nazi Germany period?
2: Through through a is... lot of a lot of mistreatment of a lot of people, yeah, they discovered a lot right. of things.
1: Um, yeah. It's good you're learning that, though. I mean, well. <laughs> I mean, as sad as it is,
2: yeah, yeah, it is. It's good. It's also like there's a lot of human or uh, not human student pushback a lot. Um, so, like um, for example, every time we learn a dermatological disease or like a disease that has to do with the skin, it's we learn it on a white person because it's easier to see red inflammation, which is what inflammation tends to be, is red on a white person. Right. And so, um, there's this huge problem in. Um, medical school of like not knowing what a dermatological disease looks like on a black person or a brown right. person for that matter, um, and so there's there's just oh. a, yeah there's a lot of things you wouldn't expect um, that are that are wrong with the system. Um, huh. But hopefully That's interesting. we we my class better's them because my class has been very vocal about said issues, um, which has been good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: are you you're currently year one right
2: i am year one soon to be soon to be year two actually i have like another two months which is just crazy um but yeah. how is this
0: how has this affected your education this whole the whole pandemic
2: yeah <laughs> have um, you heard <laughs> actually no this is the first time here. um the pandemic has been has been an interesting experience, especially from the medical like side of things, right? Like um so it's around March when the second years become third years at UNC and that's like the big transition from classwork to being in the hospital. And so around March is when the whole pandemic came to the United States, and so it's really interesting because all the third years or well second years turning to third years started their clinical rotations and then immediately the school was like nope yank like you're out of there (laughs) um what so they're all just kind of sitting on their asses right now like not knowing what to do with themselves like because they don't have any like schoolwork anymore um so there's been a lot of like uh talk all over the united states about whether or not medical students should be like on the front lines helping people um and it's, I think that conversation will continue to grow, especially with like uh, De Blasio's um, call to draft doctors yesterday in New York. That was that's a big deal. Um, the pandemic has affected my education, um, and like <laughs> and, and not as as heavily as you would think, because most of our stuff was in the classroom already. There's a there's an aspect to becoming a doctor that's very hands on, right? Because that's what Yeah. Hopefully your doctor knows how to like touch you and like feel for things. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I came out wrong. We can can cut that out. Um,
1: (laughs) We'll keep it in. (laughs)
2: um, But um, so like that aspect was we're not getting that anymore. So I have a class on Thursday afternoon that's dedicated to like learning physical exam skills. Um, And that class is not there anymore. We do meet via Zoom to talk about what's called clinical reasoning. Um, which is like how you diagnose someone, but, um, all of our classes already. So the way, um, med school at UNC works is that there's 18 months of class and then 12 months of like, uh, your like basic rotations, which is rotations that every med student has to do across the nation. And then there's 18 months of elective rotations. And so in this 18 months of class, We have lecture from around 8 to noon every morning, followed by, like, interspersed classes in the afternoon about social health systems and social determinants of health, about the physical exam, um, and, like, some other electives if you want them, so, like, medical Spanish, for example. Um, Hmm. And so, um, those those classes in the morning from 8 to noon, they were already pre-recorded and audio taped and automatically uploaded to the internet where UNC students could access them. Right. So only like 15 people went to lecture every morning um, out of like the 200 people that are in our class, which is when you think about it, crazy. Um, so
1: Those are our doctors.
2: <laughs> yeah, UNC, the the school of medicine here already relied heavily upon technology. And so um, instead of recording all new lectures for right now, we're in the gastrointestinal block, um, And so instead of um, like recording all new lectures, they just uploaded the ones they had already recorded from last year and like are making tweaks based on the science that's come out in the past 12 months. But um, so for a lot of people, it hasn't changed a lot. Unfortunately, I, as Diego can tell you, am someone who has a very low extrinsic motivation to do anything. Nice. (laughs) Um, I like to sleep and I like to eat. I am a large five-year-old child. Um, I poop three times a day. Nice. Um, and so <laughs> um, um, I, was, I was a lecture-goer. So I was like one of those 15 people that showed up every morning to lecture because if I didn't, I wasn't going to watch the, the lecture. Um, sure, yeah. And so getting on, a, getting on a routine from home, like in isolation – where I can like keep up with my studies has been a little difficult but yeah but other than that,
1: that's yeah. I mean that's tough for me too probably Diego too yeah
0: yeah no I would agree it's definitely the hardest part of, of the whole transition
2: are y'all what what's what's like school like at NC State right now also Diego are you in master's program or like still in school no 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 so I I'm going to
0: I'm fifth year so I'm going nice. to
1: He's conflicted.
0: I just cannot hear anything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, so i fifth-year, so I'm going to... I was going to go look for a job right now, which ended up being a terrible time to enter the job market, but um, I think I'll probably end up going to master's. Yeah.
1: Either in civil or architecture, actually.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was going to go into architecture, but now it seems like to play it safe, I should probably go into civil. I don't know. It's it's a really weird
1: time to graduate, I would say. Um, but school's weird though. I mean, especially in undergrad cuz it re- like your professor's technological adeptness can vary greatly. <laughs> <laughs> so like two of my classes the dude's on top of it. He's got it going on. And then the other two, the guys are just really struggling to set oh. everything up. Yeah. So it's um pretty interesting but i mean it's it's fine i don't know it helps to have a routine you're just stuck at home doing Mm -hmm. shit so school actually helps to keep you busy
2: Mm -hmm.
1: do they do they talk about the virus at all like just
2: oh so it's funny because (laughs) i had uh like the respiratory block in january so we learned all the things about the lungs in january oh man and we had like a like a a morning like from 8 to noon completely dedicated to viruses so like influenza adenovirus RSV, like all of like the viruses that one thinks of when they think of viruses and they i literally remember the guy giving us a lecture on the flu being like oh there's this thing called coronavirus but like don't worry about it and like <laughs> into the next thing and then like like that week like the outbreak started in china or something like that and or it got it got serious and um
0: yeah. yeah just... it, it all got crazy so fast. Like yeah. I, I was in a conference in San Diego. Oh, yeah. um, this was March 1st. And so at that time, the CDC like just announced something, and it was like, "Wash your hands and you don't touch your face, and everyone will be fine." Mm-hmm. And that was, that was it. Yeah. And then immediately after, I decided to do the next worst thing and go on a cruise from that conference. And then when I get back it's announced that it's a pandemic and like <laughs> everything's freaking out. And like I didn't have internet on that cruise. Are you are you uh, quarantined?
2: Um since you uh, were on a cruise? Yeah.
0: I mean I I wasn't put on quarantine by anybody. Like nobody checked me at all. But So self,
2: self self quarantine. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Like fourteen
2: days, so, whatnot. I yeah, actually so, so um luckily when the outbreak began to worsen in China around, like, and then it, like, moved to South Korea and Italy around, I have to get my dates right, so I went to Spain. Um, what? Nice. Yeah, I went to, <laughs> yeah, I went to Spain, probably the the one week that, like, literally I could have, like, gone and had this happen, so. Um, Where in Spain? I'm going to,
0: so. it' be, like, first week of March, probably, right, or? maybe a little bit earlier
2: yeah I gotta um let me check my calendar and make sure I got all the dates right but um huh where is the calendar on an iPhone (laughs) (laughs) that is still still learning how to work this thing my mom so my mom like January 1st of 2020 um I'm at home and she takes like I like I'm sleeping, and she takes my old phone and, like, calls Verizon and switches, my, like, my phone number over to her old phone and is like, all right, you, like, need to grow up. Like, every time I go to the doctor's <laughs> office, they, like, are pulling out their phone and looking at medications. Like, you're going to need one of these. Just learn how to use it now. And I was like, whatever, Mom. <laughs> um, so that's, that's how we are where we are now. As so you're
0: learning
1: to use an iPhone again. That is As you're learning to become a doctor.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. So I was in Spain March seventh through the fifteenth. So like Saturday oh, wow. the seventh through Sunday the fifteenth of March. So
0: Dude, that was like the very last time you could do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, when yeah. I was on the cruise, yeah.
2: So I the story is kinda wild. So the last week in February. We had clinical week, um, and so like instead of being in class, I was like in a clinic somewhere in UN uh, somewhere in the state of North Carolina, but there was a I was at UNC. Luckily, I was in the hospital, and so there was a talk about the coronavirus. There's actually like a world-renowned expert in the coronavirus specifically at UNC. Um, yeah, and he, along with like one of the epidemiologists here, the CDC rep for the hospital at UNC and the hospital dean, they all, like, all four of them joint gave a talk on the coronavirus on, like, February 27th or something like that. And I went, and they were, like, I learned about, like, like the protein structure and, like, what will likely happen from the... The biologist was really interesting because, I mean, he's been studying this virus in a lab for, like, 38 years, right? Like, he, like, Jesus. knows this thing better than most people. So um, he was
0: studying, like, SARS and... All yeah. that stuff, too? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. 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 Um, Jeez.
2: And so he he was, like, very clear about the differences between SARS and COVID-19. And he was like, look, this thing is coming for us. Like, with SARS, we, like, found the animal host very quickly. And there was, like, um, a low virulence factor, which means it was hard to get from the person who had it to the healthcare professional. Like, they, the healthcare professional didn't have to use barriers. Or they didn't have right. to use barriers that are as strict as COVID. And so... Like, that's one of the ways they were able to quell the outbreak. Um, The SARS epidemic also had a 26% death rate, and this one only has a 1% to 2% death rate, which is, um, like, great. Um, Much better. Well,
0: I feel like we got, I feel like, in a sense, we got really lucky for all this to go down with something. It's still very deadly. Like, it's still killing a lot of people, but it's nothing compared to what a virus could be. Yeah. And yeah, this, it's this scary, but it's like if this is our practice run in modern day history, at least we kind of know what to expect for something terrible. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a that's I a mean, very fair point. Um, are
1: sorry. you pretty much on the train where, like, I mean, you know, years and decades ago, people have just been saying, like, look, we're not prepared for the next pandemic. Just our healthcare infrastructure and everything, we're not ready. We could be ripped to shreds. And now it's happening, so Yeah. It's interesting.
2: Yeah. For sure. But um So I went to I went to Spain afterwards. So I had backstory. Before like one of my finals in like August of last year, like I was sitting with some of my med student friends and we looked up tickets to Spain, like we were all really stressed out, and so we were like, let's go to Spain. And so we looked up tickets, <laughs> and tickets were like a $250 round trip. And we were like, get Shit. <laughs> Cool. We're going to Spain. So we bought the tickets, and so I, have, I've, I had the tickets for a long time, and so I like, really didn't want to give up on it. And they were like, "Look, it's going to get bad. Countries will close their borders." And I like, raised my hand and talking. I was like, "How long do I have?" And they were like, probably till mid-March, and I was like, "Cool, I'll risk it." So <laughs> nice. I went to Spain. And um, we, the, the trip was beautiful. We rented a car, and we drove south to the Strait of Gibraltar and stayed in like, a little beach town there. Uh, where like the population was 80 people and there was like one little like grocery store and like half of the population was like living in their camper van with like a surfboard strewn up against the side of the car with like dogs running around it was really cool um (laughs) and we like hiked and like lounged on the beach and drank wine there for a few days and then um we went up to Sevilla and we're in Sevilla and on Wednesday night Trump like releases the statement that's like uh, that said Americans can't get back into the country after Friday. And Siobhan, who's my friend who I'm actually living with now, um, that's a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> she woke up at 3am in the hospital or in the hostel to like 150 text messages from everyone back home. Cause 3am there is 9pm here, which is like right when he released a statement. So her yeah. phone's blowing up. And Jeez everyone's like you gotta come home you gotta come home you gotta come home so we wake up and we like ended up never going back to bed because um because we were calling people for like three hours like the flight the airline the u.s like customs agency
0: crazy price gouging for pe- yeah. some people, like well, they, they had to buy like several thousand dollar tickets home.
2: So I will tell you about that in like five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> cool, cool. But um, so that night, so it gets really stressful. All the reporting from the United States comes out that United States citizens will be able to get back in. So like anxiety calmed down a little bit. But in the midst of all that, Siobhan was like, yo, here's a voucher for Iberia Airlines. And Iberia is a Spanish airline. And I... Estoy casi fluido en español, puedo hablar y y más. Um, and so I should have taken the time to read the Spanish version of this voucher because it was clearly thrown together by Iberia and like Google translated into English. Because <laughs> like it was it was very it was very poorly written in English. But we were so stressed out that I didn't even think about it and I just filled it out and like signed it. And what the voucher supposedly said was for COVID nineteen travelers. Fill this out if you want to change your flight. That was all it said, essentially. And so we filled it out and we submitted it. And they said, thank or the, the, the screen that popped up after we submitted it said, thank you. Um, we'll, uh, we'll contact you if any further changes are made. So we decide that like, our trip is going to be like dandy and we'll fly back on Sunday like we were supposed to, March 15th. So we spent two days in Sevilla, and then we drive to Madrid. We drop off our rental car, we take a bus downtown. And as we're checking into our Airbnb in Madrid, the president goes, like, on the screen. Um, he's, like, he's, like, on, he's, like, on a 70-inch television screen as we're, like, checking into our Airbnb. And we're like, oh, no, this is not good. And he puts a country into a state of emergency. And I feel like in America, states of emergency Sick. are kind of, like, handed out very uh nonchalantly and in spain that's not the case like everything shut down immediately (laughs) there was like we barely got into a restaurant for lunch um
0: geez it shut down like that minute basically
2: yeah for the rest of the time there the only places we could go were supermarkets pharmacies and public parks um which we only had two days so we kept buying wine at supermarkets and then drinking them in public parts (laughs) Uh, that's all you need but we get to the airport on sunday and we are trying, so Iberia's phone and um, website has completely crashed because everyone's trying to contact them about COVID um, and traveling and stuff. And so we check in the airport on Sunday and like, we're starting to worry about Spain closing its borders to everyone. Um, and so we're checking into the airport and the, the, ga- the, the, the guy at the gate says, um, we're sorry, you don't have any tickets for this flight. We're like, what? Was like, yeah, oh like, no. you don't have any tickets for this flight. And so apparently the voucher that we filled out was for a refund on our flight. It was for travelers who hadn't yet traveled to get a refund on their flight, not for travelers trying to get home.
0: Mm. Oh, no.
2: And so we stood in line for like six hours at like uh, customer help and like ticket pricing or whatever. Long story short, we had to buy a 600 euro ticket. On the flight, we were already on to get home, and the flight was completely empty. All the tickets had been sold, and Iberia was still flying the plane. Because half of, or I guess three quarters of the plane maybe, was supposed to be Spanish people flying to America, not American people flying home to America. And so, um, like, all of those people aren't on the plane anymore, because Spain is, like, recommending all non-essential travel be canceled. And so, those people were like some of them probably got a refund on their flight some of them didn't but none of them were on the plane but the ticket lady because those tickets were sold had to sell us a ticket for like an Iberia flight in two weeks and then we had to get on standby for that flight and so um all of this is happening like 30 minutes before our flight like we waited in line all day and so our flight's at four forty. we get to the ticket get like desk at 410 and we're like look like get us on a flight and luckily other Americans in line had done the exact same thing so like there were people in front of us and behind us that had like already told the story to the ticket desk person and so luckily we were just like hey the thing that happened to the person before us just happened to us like get us that flight. We're going to run across the airport and get on this plane. And so we like <laughs> ran across the airport in Madrid, like took a train, ran some more and then oh my like God. <laughs> got on our flight at the last second. And then the country like closed the border like 2 days later or something like that. It was it was nuts. Jesus. It was like uh, <laughs> get out of. That had to be crazy.
0: the worst airport
1: experience ever.
0: <laughs> like stressful.
2: Did yeah. all those
1: conversations mainly happen in Spanish or in English?
2: Uh Spanish spanish yeah. okay nice Getting i was tougher than. i was luckily able to communicate with most everyone which was nice that's good yeah
0: addy actually went to spain this past summer yeah he i was in valencia for there. a month and it was oh, great it was
1: not stressful at all valencia nice yeah it was it was a really good time it was fun i've
2: heard that's like a like a great place to go if you're gonna go
1: yeah it was cool we were mainly there and then we also went to cordoba and granada okay and those are just two smaller towns but they're pretty yeah. sweet Cordoba
2: is like closer to where we were. We were in like a really small town called Bologna, but it was in mm-hmm. the Cadiz province. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the beach was so tight. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was like true. the we were, so what we, how we found the town was we just scrolled along the Spanish coastline on Google maps and like <laughs> picked one out and we were like, let's go there. <laughs> Perfect. And we were like, so blown away by the town in comparison to what was on Google like on Google there's like if you look it up there's like two images and like both of them are kind of grainy and not very well shot and like don't give the town any sort of like the beauty that it actually has um, that's the way so, to do
0: it man it's true yeah get out of the tourist bubble
2: yeah
0: I mean um, that was the best parts of our trip I'd say
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> exploring all those weird places
2: yeah that no one would expect very large bull heads on the side of the road (laughs) yeah
0: exactly (laughs) (laughs) um i was gonna say do you think that can happen in the united states now like are all national parks closed and all that stuff
2: so i'm i like picked up running again because i can't climb um and so i've been going to like some of the state parks and recreation areas around here and the the bathrooms and like the customer or the
0: the visitor center or something visitor
2: visitor centers are closed but the trails are open which is phenomenal interesting Um,
0: yeah yeah i I need to pick up doing something i don't know (laughs) Yesterday I worked out in the backyard, just one of those cardio workouts, and I think I died, Karch. I died yesterday. <laughs> just about. Yeah, I did three push-ups, and that was enough. That was, was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that is that all you're doing to stay fit? Do you have any other? Because I know you you're definitely one to stay in shape.
2: Um, <clears throat> so sh- I'm now living with Siobhan, which is crazy. So I got back um, into the United States, and my roommates were like, "Nah, like." no. (laughs) Where? No. Um, And so I was like, "Well, where am I going to live? My dad recently had open heart surgery. And so I like, when I got back, I had to like get my car from home and like go, because my mom was like, don't even come into the house. I don't want to see you. She effectively disowned me. Um, Yeah. I mean, um, it's
0: probably the right thing to do at that time. Yeah. For sure. Um,
2: (laughs) And so (laughs) she didn't disown me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) but and then I came back and my roommates were like we don't want you here either even though they were in DC and New York for spring break which was like at the time just as bad as Spain um and so um Siobhan her roommates both went home um and so I'm now living in one of her roommates rooms um and so we were already workout buddies beforehand um so she like downloaded a calisthenics app on her phone and we're working out every day and I'm trying to run and, yeah, trying to, like, not go crazy.
0: Dude, I yeah. know. It's so yeah. hard. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but are you, on, are you on campus then? Are you, like, near campus?
2: So I would say probably, like, a good 60%, 70% of the med students actually went to their, like, home home. Yeah. Um, like, their permanent residence. I am I, – so I live, like, right off of Franklin Street downtown. Um, oh, but I'm like now in Carborough, which is like two miles from, yeah, from Franklin street. Um, <clears> so I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'm still in Chapel Hill essentially.
0: How did that work with your lease? So you're just, you're just paying your old lease and then are you paying this lease?
2: Nope.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think it everyone's out.
2: just, everyone's paying the rent that they were
0: originally going to pay. Gonna pay. Yeah. yeah that's so strange that works Mm though. yeah that's so weird i mean i don't even know like i know a lot of apartment complexes and all that stuff are are really taking a big hit for next year because yeah everyone's unsure if we're coming back next year you know if school is coming back Mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on that
2: uncertain times uncertain times
0: yeah Um, i would agree
2: i don't have any thoughts on that Um... I have not, no one really knows what's going to happen. The It's interesting, so the the biologist at um, at UNC, um, who studies COVID, was effectively, he called this in February, he was like, one of two things is going to happen. The first one is that we'll develop a vaccine, um, and we'll be able to quell this thing. A vaccine, unfortunately, takes a long time for viruses to develop because viruses have such a rapid rate of genetic uh, mutation. Um, Yeah. And what's interesting about this one is that the virus isn't the thing that kills people, and not a lot of people know that, but it's actually your immune response to the virus when your body figures out how to fight it. Your body just, like, overflows your lungs with, like, uh, what's called edema or just fluid. Um, filled with, like cells meant to fight the virus, and that's and so, what puts you into
0: like septic shock or, or right? Yeah, that's what that's what makes it so pneumonia. like,
2: all these people are on ventilators because they can't breathe, and it's because their lungs are filled with fluid that their body created. It's not the it's not the virus doing that, which is really interesting. Yeah, and a lot of the vaccines that have been developed for COVID, the worry is that they will make that response worse. Right. So. Your body figures out how to fight the virus and then overflows your, your, your immune system over, over reacts and floods your lungs. And if you create a vaccine for this and get the virus, it like in a lot of weird ways could make that worse. Um, so yeah, and that's
0: why we need those clinical trials to run the course of a year or. Usually it runs the course of much longer, but that's yeah. what they're pushing—is one year, I think. Yeah, is.
2: yeah, exactly. The other thing that could happen, which is what I think is probably more likely, although I mean everyone's opinion on this will vary, is that so there is a virus called RSV, um, and every 100% of everyone on the globe has had this virus by the time they're five, so mm-hmm. that the virus by the time you're fifty. Your body is immune to it. And so the virus doesn't cause problems in people that are older unless they're, like, very, very, very immunocompromised. Because um, they've already
0: developed antibodies and all that stuff? Or... Exactly.
2: Mm. And so his the biologist thought is that, like, give this 18 months to 2 years, and if it is virulent enough, every kid on the globe will be infected with it. And so in 30 years, the human population will just, like everyone's immune system will just know how to fight this virus. And it won't really (laughs) cause problems in adults anymore, Um, which is really interesting. That does kind of
0: follow the logic because it really doesn't affect young people, especially kids
1: nearly as much. Right. Why is that? I've, I've been confused as to why that is exactly. I'm not sure actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really strange. Now with something like the traditional flu, that, does affect young people how come is the flu not as widespread i've never heard of that um, theory before but i it does sound interesting
2: so both of them
0: not that i i don't expect you to completely know this answer <laughs> i'm
2: gonna draw you a graph
0: okay i like this <clears throat> but i do i do like what you're saying i've because it is spreading at such a rapid rate, I mean, and it can live on anything, that kind of... That logic seems fairly sound as a prediction.
1: And then that's the reality. You know, everyone gets it, and some people die and some people survive.
0: Yeah. We are seeing... Okay, yep, I see the graph.
2: Can you see the graph? Yep. So on the y-axis is harm, and on the... X axis is, like, age of person. Um, so you yeah. have six months, six years, sixty years. And for, like, really, really, really young kids, COVID and the flu and um, some, other, some other things can be, like, pretty harmful. But as, like, the, your immune system grows and grows and grows and grows, things get less harmful over time. And then as you get older and it, and it weakens, they get more harmful. And that's kind of the general curve for everything. So, like, influenza has a similar curve as does covid as does yeah um like i don't know a bacterial infection for example so sure yeah um that's kind of what we see so the flu does affect young people as bad as it um or maybe even worse than covid does but it's like the general the same general principle
0: that's a right. general curve yeah Interesting, and but it's not nearly as effective as spreading as COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. correct?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: What a, like this is this has to be such an interesting time as a medical student, though. I keep thinking of like your potential perspective, and while it seems like those sophomores transitioning into third years are kind of stuck right now, I imagine something will get sorted. And you might have to go front lines if Mm -hmm. this gets bad enough or you know, that's worst case scenario.
2: I don't think it's a first year I'll ever have to do that. I wish that were the case. Um, (laughs) I feel like it could be helpful in some aspects. I think it's like a very, um, it shows the extreme lack of creativity that the U.S. medical system has that they just sent a huge potential helpful population home, you know? Like yeah. third and fourth year medical students know a lot more than I do. And they're also very capable people. Um, and to just be like, we're understaffed and overworked and like our medical system is overwhelmed and crashing, but you all can go home. That
0: yeah, seems like
2: a remarkable failure to me.
0: Potentially what you need them for is just caregivers almost, right? Just monitoring their, their stats. Yeah, their vitals. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something that, in theory, can be done by,
2: yeah,
0: a fairly untrained person. But especially a medical <laughs> student should know how to do that.
2: Yeah, and there's there's this whole argument about how like we're already short on personal protective equipment. And so medical students would just like make that shortage worse, but there's a thousand things a medical student can do in a hospital that don't involve PPE. Like you never even have to get in contact with coronavirus patients. You can work with other patients. Like there's a lot of people who are still in the hospital right. that don't have coronavirus that yeah. need your help. Um, So I've been, I've been a little bit frustrated by that, but overall I think mm-hmm. we're doing okay. If this is our test run for a more deadly thing, then I'm I'm glad it's happening.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's you, a good point. Yeah i I think it is. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's all just random probability stats, almost to like predict when something will hit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the entire world. But um, another prediction of mine out of this, well, this was actually my girlfriend's prediction, was that the United States will adopt a universal health care system.
2: Oh, Jesus. For everybody,
0: afterwards. <laughs> Don't what, even what
2: get it? me fucking started. <laughs> 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 what, is, what
0: are, what you are your thoughts? Let me let me get
2: real fast. I mean, I me think ge- it's you can
0: brief take one, synopsis.
2: One look at me, and I think that we need that so bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think every
2: healthcare worker will tell you that. Um,
0: I, I would hope that this is the wake up call slash push to kind of. Get that ball rolling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It see, I can't see how it wouldn't be. I don't know. I just can't see how it wouldn't be. Because um, I would say, especially the United States is really lacking in such a.
1: Oh, yeah. Perspective. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Are you yeah. Um, and so, with that, what's kind of interesting is that since Bernie was kind of falling behind, maybe he makes a bit of a resurgence now because that's his main thing. And everyone's like, oh, shit, we really need that.
0: Yeah, um, the whole I I haven't even thought about how that's gonna work. Like how elections are gonna run now. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the worst possible case is that like Trump's just like I'm just gonna be president <laughs> for another year <laughs> that's because in the back we of my can't mind. do an election. Yeah. Like I've thought about that possibility. I don't think it would stand. Um like how elections will run, it's it's very strange. And that's I mean nobody's talking about that, but
1: I don't know. I mean, voting should be easier in general without a pandemic. So maybe this is the thing that makes us make that happen, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Karch has a lot of thoughts in his head right uh, now. A lot of,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, need to, we need to change gears real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Diego, I heard you went to Peru and I never heard about it.
0: It's true. I did go to Peru. I, um, Hold
2: on. Did you see Mikey's tattoo? No. Okay. Show the camera. <laughs> That's amazing. Does Mikey have one too? Uh,
0: yeah, me and Mikey got the That's same little phenomenal. llama tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, um, yeah, so we ended up going to Peru for a week and a half or something like that. And it was a great trip. Um, but what happened was somewhere along halfway... Uh, I got like E. coli or something. Um, and so I just started pooping my brains out. Like everywhere (laughs) I went, I just had to poop nonstop for like four or five days straight. And it got real bad. I was like, I had to end up going to the pharmacy and like, Hey, I need something. And I was like texting my dad. I was like, cause he's a pharmacist. I was like, dad, what do I need to ask for? And so then I I showed them like what my dad texted me and he, and then they gave me those those pills for like I think it was 10 bucks, 10 American dollars. I got like a full prescription. Um but Dope. I was going to be one of those people that dies from <laughs> diarrhea, honestly. It was bad. I was on death store. <laughs> but other than that, Peru is probably the most beautiful country. Uh, I mean, i've ever Mm -hmm. seen because they have they have jungle they have desert they have the like the most yeah crazy mountainous landscapes um you know ocean they have everything it's yeah in many ways it's like a a mini united states like west coast condensed
1: um with the jungle
2: did you go as well
1: no i did not me and diego didn't even know each other until
0: Like last year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think, but, um, yeah, I'm thinking since I'll probably have some free time since I won't have an internship, like everything's stopped. I've just kind (laughs) of, I've almost expected to not get an internship for the summer. I need to figure out some sort of travel plan or something. And so I don't know. Our road trip was pretty cheap, man. If you're trying to go on a part (laughs) two, (laughs) I, I keep telling people our price of our road trip. Well, <laughs> they're was, like... N- no way. Like, it was, like, $360, right? So...
2: For four weeks on the road, including gas. Including that was the, gas. That was, that was like yeah, that's, like, the nuts. crazy part. I didn't yeah, believe that. Food and it.
0: gas. So, it's not the worst. I might be I might be hitting the road again. That's all I'm saying.
2: Dude, I'm in full support. <laughs> I'll probably not be going with you, but... but. <laughs> full support (laughs)
0: that's expected um yeah i don't know do you have any travel goals after all of this or
2: i was actually so my the summer after your first and second year or the summer after your first and before your second year you have eight weeks june and july to go do whatever you want and a lot of people do research and stuff but it's the last summer i will essentially ever have um yeah, because I'll be in like third year rotations so and then fourth year electives and then like a resident. And so I'll be working for the rest of my life during summers. And so
0: and so that's this summer. That's, that's
2: this summer. And I was actually <laughs> I, I did the same thing I did for Spain. Um, I like the night before a test bought some like three hundred fifty dollar round trip tickets to Colombia um, to Bogota. Oh,
0: God. Um,
2: and now it looks like I won't be able to do that which is unfortunate yeah. so hopefully I can get like a refund or something and then go somewhere in the United States that I've been wanting to go for a while I don't know yeah. we'll see We'll see what May and June have in store for social distancing and whatnot.
0: yeah hopefully this month
2: does wonders
0: we'll see though <laughs> as far as flattening the curve yeah. and everything yeah
2: I might go to Alaska dude mm.
1: do it
0: I like that idea. Yeah. Drive fly. to Alaska? Perfect.
2: Yeah, tickets right now are like stupid cheap. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's a fly there.
2: Yeah. 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 Like, I mean tickets
1: tickets anywhere right now are ridiculous. Yeah. I think with Frontier, from RDU to Atlanta, it's like seventeen dollars. Yeah. Trip. Really? <laughs> or some, just something ridiculous.
0: Yeah. One way trips. I don't know. Got to take advantage of that for sure. Yeah. But we'll see, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with all of this. Yeah. It's a weird time because it's not... As a Oh, man. Okay. Another thing. You majored in philosophy, right? I did, yes. Is that correct?
2: That is the thing I did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, as a philosopher, people keep talking about going back to the new... Or going back to normal. Does normal exist anymore?
2: <laughs> That's, I mean... I don't know if I can answer that as a philosopher. I'll try to answer that as a human. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how long I think the social distancing thing lasts. Like, they think it, they're talking right now about it just lasting through the end of May. I think it'll probably go on longer than that. And if it goes on longer than that, then I think a lot of people adjust to working and living at home and um, That's life? I don't think that's life, but I do think Yeah, like you know that, that whole trope this meeting should have been an email? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think that will become the new like I think <laughs> you you will be able to do that now because all meetings have to be emails, um or the like new yeah. meeting, you know, but so I mean we'll 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 see what happens. I'm really I'm not sure. NPR is talking about how it'll change the face of um, like work forever. Um, yeah. they've been talking about that a lot, but I mean, we'll see the 50 percent of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck have got to get through it first.
0: So. Yeah, I know. that's more it's true. So, yeah, more so than the virus itself, I think economics of everything is.
1: I mean, we're in a real bubble as you know, university students. With a bit of an income, but also just parents who can support us. Yeah, I mean, we just go home, you know, and we're good. Yeah, we have a place to stay.
2: Yeah, like I, I take out loans, and my loans come in at the beginning of the year for the whole year, and so. Right. I don't have to worry about paying rent or. Yeah. So it's, I'm thinking a lot about like. I mean, even the people in this apartment complex, there's a lot of like. People who are working construction jobs or um, restaurant yeah. jobs who, like, yeah, the restaurant
0: jobs, help. yeah, it's all scary, it's all scary for everybody or for a good chunk of the population, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because I, I mean, I want all the restaurants to exist, but there's also like a conflicting side of me that's like. I can't see how they will exist if nobody's buying food, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, on a brighter note, we're getting really good at cooking. It's true.
1: (laughs) Well, Diego is, I've been good at cooking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, that's good, I guess. Um, You've always been one to cook from home, though I think, right? So
2: I have. Yes, this is this has been a very very lovely experience for me. I get to cook three meals a day at home, whatever the fuck I want.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I, take I mean, as much time. That is that is super nice. It's nice that you, I can take as much time as I need for cooking because mm-hmm. before that was my previous complaint because I'm taking six classes this semester, oh, wow. and they're all they're all in person. So like, I, I also enjoy the in person format. Mm -hmm. um but because of that i was spending a lot of time traveling and going back and forth and waiting for the next class and all that stuff so my day was really filled up Uh, but now i mean my day is significantly more free Mm -hmm. to do things like cook and we experimented with making bread i don't know if you've made (laughs) bread before i Um, love to bake bread
2: do you actually yeah
0: Yeah, so we tried making sourdough bread Um,
2: Did you make your own starter or did you... Yeah, yeah, yeah So we we attempted to make
0: our starter But we didn't read that much about it So we we put the ingredients, like the flour and the water together And then let it be Um, But apparently you're supposed to maintain it While it's becoming a starter So we ended up just making bread alcohol (laughs) 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 When we checked on it like three days later (laughs) So we're gonna we're gonna have to attempt a, a, a number two trial. Did you make
2: this. the loaf of bread with that starter, or did you just scrap it? Mm-mm.
0: We ended up scrapping it because it was yeah. like almost one hundred percent alcohol. Um, so we should have drank the alcohol actually. <laughs> yeah. seen what it <laughs> <laughs> to <they're> Thrown up. <laughs> but we'll try making bread again. We're trying to make all these things that like, to me they didn't seem fathomable like i would buy frozen pizzas and just throw those in the oven but it turns out you can just make pizza crust again with like flour and water and like a packet of yeast and it takes like 10 minutes it takes 10 minutes to make pizza crust like mm-hmm. from scratch i don't know i'm discovering cooking it <laughs> <laughs> among other things
2: amazing <laughs> yeah thank you thank you um, how have the last 3 years of your college experience been
0: uh, I mean they've been pretty good I'd say very All over the place like I've definitely Stepped my I've, I've like been a part of many Things so I, yeah. like as you can see From my profile picture here I joined this group called Red Eye um, And I ended up Managing it but like I say managing I just like half assed Was the a manager scientist. of this group But uh, it was a photography group where there was, like, there was like eight interns that did photography, videography, and graphic design work for all the student organizations on campus. So For free. Um, for free. So, yeah, it was, it was a good amount of work sometimes, and then sometimes it was, it was dead mm-hmm. um, because we could have up to 700 <laughs> orgs requesting us. Uh, that never happened, though. But we did get good work, and it was, it was a good experience to, like, step up photography a little bit or learn uh, how to interact with clients and stuff like that. And then, <clears throat> following that, I did well, congruent with that, I did research um, as a civil engineer. And so, that research consisted of uh, testing concrete beams um, that were supporting large walls, I guess. And so, <clears throat> This is like a typical structural component in something like a, like a high-rise skyscraper or something like that. Um, so the large wall would be like a thick elevator shaft mm-hmm. and beams go on every single floor. And so what I was looking at was um, how the current code affects or is the current code too conservative or is it not conservative enough for that type of loading scenario? Um. So, what's the
2: consensus? Are all of our <coughs> hires is going to collapse?
0: Uh, no, we're good. So <laughs> it seems like everything is just overly conservative, um, to a, a fairly large magnitude.
2: Really?
0: Um. So we might be looking at writing, or when I was leaving, we were looking at writing a possible proposal to step it down, and that would allow people in construction and general engineers to design things in a more cost-effective manner Mm -hmm. and so i mean that consisted of us like making these like 16 foot long concrete beams and these big walls and it was it was an elaborate process that took many many months um but it it was really cool from a research perspective um and then along with that i've just been busy with school yeah but that that's been the majority of what my past three years have been um this guy. Uh, I wish I wish we were podcasting. Like, I remember we came up one day. This is when Ben and I had a podcast together, and we remember we brought the suitcase and we just rented out a library room yeah. at
2: App State. That's phenomenal. Oh, and we wow. we set up this
0: whole <laughs> podcast Set up in the App State library right. room, and then like I think Ben and I recorded like three podcasts in one day that day, yeah. and you you were one of them. I'm pretty sure, yeah. but I uh, was. Yeah. So like. Imagine if something like that You've been podcasting for three years Um, And so So yeah That's Hopefully we're picking this thing back up As a podcast I think it's just At the very least This whole thing's a good excuse To like reconnect with people You Mm -hmm. know Yeah Um, Because we got time right So like
1: (laughs) We do have time
0: Yeah So uh, Addie and I are starting to pick up a podcast And we'll see uh, All the interesting people we can talk to um, this dude, actually, he's a little savage over here because <laughs> he's, uh, he also technically he was my employee for red eye. It's true. Um, so, but he's a videographer and he's the guy who makes, um, uh, although like sports athletics videos are just general.
1: Well, that's not true, well, but I do work for athletics. It's called creative services video. And so we film just, you know, lots of sporting events, but mainly the main ones like basketball and football and then create just all the little social media highlight reels that you see. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of freaking fun, you know, I mean, filming football games and basketball games, it's a lot of work and you're very busy and it's unpaid, unfortunately, but it's pretty cool. So that makes up for it. But, um, that's a lot of could my be a time. potential
2: highlight reel.
1: Exactly. And the guys I work with are super cool. They're, they're super nice. It's funny though. Cause they're all working from home now and they're like, yeah, it's weird to have weekends off now because every weekend they're always filming something cause there's always an event going on. So, so they're, they're not minding this actually. It's been kind of nice for them, I guess. But um, yeah, so that's a fun thing I do.
0: Yeah, I know you're one to use Instagram a lot, Karch. Big Instagram <laughs> guy. But uh, if you do want to follow Addy, you'll, you'll enjoy that Instagram. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I haven't seen any videos
2: in a while, actually. I would... I would you're going to hate this, but I'd have to download it first. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then, and then I, I fully
0: expect that. <laughs> oh, man. Actually, that you ran a half marathon. How was that? Whoa.
2: That was a long time ago. I actually nope. ran a full marathon after that. you? And then I was training for an ultra, and I broke my foot climbing.
1: How um, How long is an ultra?
2: It's anything longer than a marathon. So the shortest oh, okay. ultra marathon is 50K or 31 miles, and then it, like, mm-hmm. goes up from there. Jesus. Um,
0: so how has that been? How Okay, how was training for the half and then training for the full? And then what was your process? Are you just, like, running or...?
2: Training. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I played soccer my whole life um, until college. Um, I quit in college. I started rock climbing. I didn't run forever. And then one day I just went for a run and I was like, damn, this is this is nice. I like this. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I kept doing it. And then I was like, I'm going to run a half marathon. So I did. Then I was like, yeah, I might run a full marathon. And then I did. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. <laughs> damn. <laughs> All right. That's a long story short
0: yeah yeah no i mean it's pretty impressive because you've been able to accomplish some pretty crazy things i'd say As just a general person
2: i like doing things i'm not a very good sitter this has been a very big (laughs) challenge for me um to get all my schoolwork done i actually like i have to wake up at like 6 a.m and like hit the books early otherwise it just like doesn't get done Yeah it gives me time. and it, I mean that way I'm a happier person, right, because I'm done by 11 or noon, and then I can like make lunch, take a nap, like do something in the afternoon that's hopefully crazy and outlandish, and then review before dinner and I mean
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I like you... I'm a person that needs the
0: yeah the habit. yeah. Do you track your running at all by chance
2: So I started doing that. And then for philosophical reasons, decided not to, Um oh,
0: come on. Interesting. <laughs> Get out of here. I was using those on. like,
2: those like Strava apps that use satellites and whatnot to train from a half marathon, a marathon. And then yeah. at some point I was just like, I really enjoy running for running. And so I will, I will know like certain trails will be certain lengths. And so I'll be able to track my running that way, but I don't track in any way, like my time or like exact distance anymore. I'm more just like, I know that the Okanichi trail is 2.2 miles. And if I run it 10 times, that's 22 miles. And
0: you don't want to see that notification that Diego ran the same lap as you and beat you (laughs)
2: faster. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think, I think the way Americans view health is convoluted backwards and in general misguided. Um, I think it has a lot to do with weight, which studies show like isn't that correlative with health. I think yeah. it has to do with image, it has to do with status, it has to do with all those things. And, and in an attempt to disengage from that narrative, I think <laughs> doing something for the fun of it, not just because you want to be healthy, but because like you get a runner's high or you get a lifting high, for example, like if you're a power lifter and you like yeah. to lift, like it, it doesn't matter what you do, is if you're really enjoying it, then I think it's going to be. You're going to get more longevity out of that activity. You're going to be happier. You're going to live a better life. And so I love running. And so I'm just going to go run until I'm tired and then I'll stop. Nice. I like, I think I try to keep a general track of my miles throughout the week. Um, but
0: it's all ballpark figures.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's kind of how I do it too. Yeah. I mean, I'll just run for an hour and some days I run farther and some days I don't Mm -hmm. run as far. Mm Mm-hmm. It's nicer that way, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Headphones I, I or no headphones?
2: I mean, what do you think?
0: I'm going to say you're a big technology uh, guy.
2: We Apple have this, Watch, I think right? It's, it's recorded at the beginning of the video that I don't actually own a pair of headphones. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's true.
0: You're right. I didn't even think about that. But yes, you're correct. <clears throat> no, I knew you didn't use headphones. You're a crazy animal.
2: So I am, I am a crazy... Head. I would like to think I'm less... Abrasive than I was three years ago when we went on our our road trip. I can I can recall certain times where I was a little bit much, um, and I think I've dialed that back some, but maybe I haven't. I don't know.
0: I have fairly fond memories. I I would say of the whole. I mean the whole experience.
2: Me too. Yeah, but I I I talked to people that knew me as a sophomore in college, and yeah, I can i'm sure they can recall times where i was i was a little bit too idealistic or
0: i don't know it's we need just,
1: people like that
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: everyone's so like we're still young now that's the weird part so like yeah just point. just grow just learn as a person i think that's just a general life philosophy for yeah should be for like everybody to just mm-hmm. keep growing mm-hmm. um and I think everyone can look back when they're they were younger and be like, That dude is a fucking idiot when he when, <laughs> <laughs> that dude three years ago that I was <laughs> that dude's so dumb. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully you can look back and like see that you've you've grown in some way. Um and that's that's part of how I would like to think of this quarantine is like it's a good time to you know Learn how to cook, for example. Like, Mm -hmm. I have this time now, so I could definitely uh, develop some skills while I have time. I mean, time is a valuable asset.
1: It feels so, like, this whole self-isolation thing feels so long right now. But in, you know, a decade, two decades, it's going to be such a a blip of time, which is weird to think about. I don't know.
0: Have you picked up any, like, weird quarantine uh hobbies i would say is that how you'd qualify them Um, would you just stick to your schedule
2: i think unfortunately no i i already had way too many hobbies and so i think i'm (laughs) better at the ones i had um (laughs) but, but um i uh i mean we have i think i probably during the normal course of of like a weekday should be studying eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. I don't always hit that mark, but that's probably around where it should be. And so there's not a ton of extra time in the day. I mean, as yeah, all students, I mean, yeah, are a little strapped for time, but I, um, I unfortunately haven't been able to climb all climbing gyms and areas have been shut down in the state for like protective reasons. Um,
0: were you part of a triangle rock club or were you part of any of those?
2: Mikey is We actually So Mikey and I Have been hanging out more Now that I'm back In the Triangle area Yeah Um, he's the
0: guy That told me to reach out to you And I was like Wait a minute Why haven't I done that At all Yeah (laughs) Um, Um,
2: But so we We started climbing together Off and on He goes to the TRC I go to like a Smaller I call TRC The Walmart Of the climbing (laughs) Scene And I go to a smaller Mom and pop (laughs) store Of a place Oh my Um, goodness (laughs) (laughs) I can see that Um but yeah, I, I I've been climbing pretty often, so that's been a bummer. Um, so that's why I started running, playing guitar, doing pull-ups, studying medicine. Oh, we do Trying ups. to learn how to be a doctor. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, that's your life. It works twenty four seven. I mean, that's a pretty solid life, I'd say. Uh, another question I had for you, kind of random, but uh, what is your favorite grocery store? Um, as a Calroy.
1: Don't say we're the
2: <laughs> market. It's a wild cowboy in his natural <laughs> yeah. habitat. Exactly. Um,
0: I feel like you might have uh, an opinion on a grocery store. On your grocery store that you go to. Is that true or no?
2: I, I did when I lived in Boone. It was definitely Ingalls. Ingalls, um, okay. Ingalls was the place to be. They also, I like them specifically because they took their produce that was going bad and put it in little brown bags and sold it for really cheap. So you could buy like nice. 16 bananas for like a buck
0: Oh, um, that's wow.
2: because they were all going bad. Um, so you could like throw them in the freezer and make banana bread. Or if you eat three bananas a day, you could have bananas yeah. for a week, you know? Um, and so I would, I would be able to go to Ingles and buy five of those bags and have produce for the week. Um, and that's if awesome. I kept my fridge at a really awesome. low temperature and ate fast, then <laughs> I would eat it all. Um, here in Chapel Hill, I haven't found a favorite grocery store yet. I like Weaver Street Market a lot.
1: Okay. Is that like a... It's like a smaller Whole Foods kind of, isn't it?
2: Yeah, kind of. Um, cheaper, I'd hope, than Whole Foods. Probably. Um, But it's got like a nice little outdoor area, especially in Carborough. It's got like a nice little outdoor area where you can go and sit and do work. There's a, like a hot bar and a salad bar. That's really good.
1: Do you go to Elmo's diner right there?
2: I've been to Elmo's diner. Yes.
1: That place is good.
0: <laughs> it's interesting. Um,
1: Have you been to a Wegmans yet?
2: A Wegmans? Yeah. yeah.
0: No. Oh, well, damn, I guess there's only one in is North Carolina. Oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But if you ever buy your parents' house, Wegmans, Wegmans is by it's by Trader Joe's you know mm-hmm. yeah um, Wegmans number one grocery store in America really yeah um,
2: according to I
0: think according just, to us. well <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I think it's actually rated number one it's just a good general experience Um, uh, but I will say like <clears throat> Addy prefers stores generally right that are smaller selection like it's like true a, like, like a Lidl or Aldi
1: Aldi is the place yeah Aldi, Aldi is great <laughs> you, guys Aldi. Are so, Aldi. you guys are actually
0: so similar you get, <laughs> I don't even know it that's the crazy part but um I like Wegmans because they have they're fairly cheap they have a good section or selection mm-hmm. and they really have like full aisles that are inclusive so like my girlfriend has celiacs and they have a full aisle of gluten-free section of a gluten-free section. You know, they have full Mexican aisle, which I can appreciate, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, Hell yeah. Um, so you can get fairly authentic from each it's pretty cheap, section too. and they have like, a, a really large beer selection. And I think that's admirable because <laughs> they have a lot of local beers. Essential. And all that stuff. Essential. Yeah. would you say? I would say it's very essential. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, it's a good grocery store but a lot to choose from there's like four different sections of rice depending on what type of rice you're looking for if you're in the mm-hmm. Asian section there's a more typical white rice or Indian it's more basmati you know stuff like that so yeah. <clears throat> it's an interesting place Uh pretty Wegmans. cheap Wegmans yeah Wegmans. It's it's a northern grocery store typically I'd say but um
2: yeah. I'll have to give it
0: a try. Yeah, that's, that's all that's going on. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other questions?
2: <laughs> probably yeah, I got r- talked a lot. I had probably a lot to say.
1: Yeah, had an interesting perspective, to be yeah, fair.
0: No, I, it was interesting that you were abroad, too, right before all this went down. Um, yeah. It's all weird. It's all okay. real weird.
2: <clears throat> but we're in time to be alive
0: we're time to Indeed. be alive for sure definitely history is being written right now mm-hmm. um but other than that i would
2: say my my general perspective is that there's a lot of fear in the world right now um <clears throat> yeah if you if you can be someone who is informed and can still live without fear i think you are in a very good spot and that's yeah. precisely what i
0: strive for and i agree yeah and that was that was before all this went down there's people are just scared of <laughs> the <true>. unknown generally <laughs> yeah. um but uh no i i agree that is definitely a great way to live and that's how one should be living so with that being said i'm gonna end this podcast um and we'll see you guys next week stay safe
1: out there